Pastor Richard Williams is, uh, is, is here with us today. Uh, he, he works with Pivot Ministries, uh, executive director, I like that, and pastor. Uh, Pastor Richard is, a, is an amazing guy. He's a fantastic guy. And, and what he's talking about today, what we've been worshiping about is, is near and dear to his heart, seeing dry bones come alive. And so uh, we're, we're honored to have you, Richard, if you want to come on up. Uh, this is Hope. Hope, this is Pastor Richard. Uh, folks are online. You can't see them, but glad you're here. Thanks. There was even singing at the table. All this life in this group of kids. Now, I observed all of this between my repeated trips back and forth to the restroom to do drugs. You see, at this time in my life, I was a prisoner to drugs, and I carried my captor in my pocket. He demanded to be with me all the time. He forbid me to sing, he forbid me to laugh. He forbade me to feel. He even forbade me to love. I was his prisoner, and he wanted all of me all the time. And as I continued to wait on this group of kids, suddenly a deep emptiness welled up inside of me. There was even a bit of envy. These youngsters appeared to be so full of life, something that I lost years ago in my addiction. My inner core was lifeless. I couldn't remember the last time I, I felt real joy or real happiness or even had a friend that wasn't related to drugs. My addiction had taken me prisoner, and life as I remembered it was long gone. My family... My friends, life as an addict was my final destiny. I would never experience happiness again like I was seeing at this table. My soul was hollow. My life was like a valley of dry bones, dead dry bones, lifeless, worthless, hopeless. Now, that may sound like a strange metaphor to describe my life, a valley of dry bones. You see, it's a picture of defeat. It's a picture of despair. It's even a picture of death. Dry bones mean that death occurred some time ago. A person has been dead for quite some time if the bones are now dry, and the word says they were very dry. It speaks to the hope or lack of it. There isn't much hope for dry bones to live and since that had become my condition, desperately hopeless. Now, that may not be your story. You may not have had the same dry bone experience of addiction as me. But perhaps, just perhaps, there are other things controlling your life. Money. Greed, success, the need to be in control, or perhaps the need to simply appear to be in control. Regardless of what those things may be, they all are a slow road toward discouragement, defeat, and hopelessness. Or maybe it's life circumstances. 
life circumstances has become so overwhelming that they lead to defeat, despair, and hopelessness. It could be a work situation, loss of a job, long-term unemployment, financial disaster, a family crisis, sickness, divorce. We feel defeated. We feel there's no hope. We lose energy. We lose purpose. And before you know it, your hope is as a valley of dry bones. You look all around you, and all seems hopeless. Everything seems to have gone wrong, or at least it's not the way you want it to be. And you see yourself in this valley of dry bones. Now, our text today is about how God can breathe new life on your situations today. You see, it's a vision God gives to Ezekiel, who's God's appointed prophet at the time. The Spirit of the Lord brings Ezekiel to a valley of dry bones. In the text, the bones represents Israel's hopelessness. The bones are merely a glimpse into the depth of Israel's despair. You see, they've been conquered and they've been taken captive by the Babylonians. Their temple, which is the center of their worship and their faith, that's been destroyed. And they think their God has abandoned them. Life as they remember it is long gone. They've become a hopeless people with no chance of revival. They saw absolutely no way out. So God gives Ezekiel a vision. It's a vision of hope. It's a message of hope. Saints, because there's always hope in the presence of God. There's hope in the word of God, and there's hope with the spirit of God. There's hope with the word of God, and there's hope with the spirit of God. Let's unpack that. Follow along with me as the scriptures come up. Let's look at scriptures at the text Verses 1 through 2. Follow along with me. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones, and he led me around them. And behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O oh Lord God, you know. Saints, immediately we see the presence of God. In verse 1, the hand of the Lord was upon Ezekiel. In verse 2, God led Ezekiel around among the bones. And then in verse 3, God asks Ezekiel a question. Son of man, can these bones live? Even in the midst of Israel's hopelessness, God was present. God is present as Ezekiel is carried to this valley of dry bones. God walks among the bones with Ezekiel. You may look at your own situation and your circumstances, and that's all you see today are dry bones. And as hopeless and desolate as that may look, the presence of God is there, saints. He's walking in the midst of your situation right now. Pivot is somewhat like a valley 
of dry bones. But the presence of the Lord is there. God is walking among those dead bones right now as I speak. So many men come in hopeless, lost, desperate, defeated. You can see the anguish and the desperation in their faces. You feel the hopelessness that has plagued them in their situations. You see the weight of their troubles even as they walk through the door. But then they walk into the presence of God. And we begin to pray for them. And then I see mothers begin to weep with hope. And then they smile with joy. And I see fathers stand to stand a little taller with a little glimmer of hope for their sons. And I see wives cling to their husbands with an aspiration of hope. And then the student himself will begin to weep with tears of hope. This presence, there's hope in the presence of God, no matter the circumstances, even in a valley of dry bones. God's presence offers us hope. And interestingly enough, God asked Ezekiel that very question. Go with me to verse 3. Let's look again at 3. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? God is asking Ezekiel, is there hope for these bones? Is there any hope for these dry bones? Now, Ezekiel's looking at millions of dead bones scattered hundreds of square miles, and God asks him, can these bones live? How would you answer that question? When you look at your very situation right now, and maybe all you see are dead bones, do you see much hope? It's hard to imagine those dead bones having life. It's hard to imagine your situation ever getting better. It's even hard to imagine life beyond that present point. It's hard to see. Well, we're all in good company because Ezekiel couldn't see much hope either. And he answers with the only hope that could be found. And that hope, saints, is in the Lord. Ezekiel answers saying, Oh, Lord God, you know. There's another translation that I love. He says, oh, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Basically, Ezekiel is saying, Lord, I don't see how it's going to happen. But if it does, it will be up to you, Lord. Ezekiel is telling God that he's in charge. God's in control and God can do whatever God wants to do. With God, all things are possible. If God wants these dead bones to live again, they'll live. Oh, sovereign God, you alone know. So the question becomes, how can God breathe new life over our lives? How can he breathe new life over our situations, over our circumstances, over our dry bones? Well, saints, there's a spiritual recipe for hope. There's a spiritual recipe for renewal. There are only two ingredients, the word of God and the spirit of God. God breathes new life through his word, and God breathes new life through his spirit. Follow along with me, verses 4 through 6. Then he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, 
Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. First, Ezekiel is commanded to speak God's word over the dead bones. These are not Ezekiel's words. These are God's words. Although God addresses Ezekiel, the word of God addresses the bones directly. Dry bones, hear the word of God. The first ingredient, God's word. It's alive, it's active, it does not return void, it succeeds in the very thing for which God sends it out. Oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Remember creation? Remember what happened there? God's words speak creation into being. God speaks, and it was done. God said, let there be light. And there was light. God said, let there be an expanse between the waters, and there was sky. And then there was dry land, and then there were seas. Each time God spoke, it was so, because God's word is alive. God's word is active. So Ezekiel followed God's instructions, and he preaches God's words to the bones. Go with me to verse 7. So I prophesied, and I, I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a sound. And behold, a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to its bone. God's word moves. It brings about change. In this text, while Ezekiel was preaching the word of God, there was a noise. There was a rattling sound, and the bones began to move, and then they connected themselves bone to bone. Extraordinary. God's word is alive. I recall a similar movement in my life shortly after arriving at Pivot. I'd been there about two weeks, now, Bible study is a daily discipline at Pivot. Am I right, guys? Every day we study and we read the Word of God. At that time, I didn't really understand much of what I was reading. I just was simply obedient. So I read anyway. But I recall this one day. I was reading the Bible. It was the story of Joseph. There was suddenly a stirring in my spirit. A rattling, if you will. And out of nowhere, I began to weep uncontrollably for no apparent reason. I couldn't understand what was happening. But even in that moment, there was this peace in my spirit. There was this peace that said, it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. You're going to be all right. God's word began to stir and move in my spirit. It's alive. It's active. For the, past, for the past few months, I've been participating in the Alpha Groups at Stanwich Church. I was really moved with 
Nicky Gumbel story. Now, Nicky Gumbel is known as the pioneer or the developer of the Alpha Course, which is the basic instruction to Christianity. Many churches hold Alpha groups. For years, Nicky was a devoted atheist, atheist hardcore, total non-believer, but today, Nicky is a true believer in Jesus and a messenger of the gospel. Now, he explains how his conversion happened. He explains that his conversion happened after simply reading the Bible cover to cover. His intent to read the Bible was to discredit it. He wanted to prove every word in God's word wrong and fallible. But as he read the word, something happened. God moved in his spirit. There was a rattling, and the word changed his life forever. And now he's a lover of Jesus. He's committed to the spreading the word of, God, of the word of the gospel. And he's began this alpha group to teach all about Christianity. Saints, we can all turn to God's word. It is alive, it is active, and it imparts new life, and it renews hope. The word of God brings new life. Our story doesn't end there, though, saints. It doesn't end with God's word simply rattling a few bones. There's a second ingredient for new hope. There's a second ingredient for new life. And that second ingredient is the spirit of God. Let's go to verses 8 through 10. Read along with me. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews on them. And flesh came upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Now, I just want to pause there before we go on. That last line, but there was no breath in them. Now, it's one thing to have the bones rattle and then to begin to sort themselves and then to connect themselves into a skeleton bone to bone, clothe themselves with flesh and skin. But at this point, they've simply gone from dead bones to dead bodies. They still had no breath in them. The bones were not alive. Let's go on to verse 9. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet an exceedingly great army. Verse 9 says, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. God breathed into the bones. The Hebrew word for breath and wind are the same word for spirit, God breathed his spirit into the bones and brought them to life. That second ingredient is the spirit of God. The spirit of God makes us alive, saints. That same breath that gave life to the bones is the same breath that gives us new life every day. The breath of God, the spirit of God. Saints, this was even so in the beginning. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, we read, Then the Lord God formed the man of dust 
from the ground and breathed into his nostrils. He breathed the breath of life and the man became a living creature. God gave man his first breath, just as God does with the dry bones in the desert and just as God does for us today. He gives us his breath. He gives us his spirit and it makes us alive. As I was thinking about that very truth, another metaphor for God's spirit comes to mind. Water. In scripture, water often represents God's spirit. And I'm remembering an experience with my mom in her garden when I was a kid. My mother had an exceptional green thumb. I remember one summer I went out to her and said, can I plant along with you? And of course, she agreed. I remember her telling me and instructing me on how to plant my plant. So I planted my own little seedling and I watched it grow. I was so proud of my little plant. But as kids will be kids, it wasn't long before my attention had gone somewhere else. I stopped watering the plant. I remember noticing the plant a few days later. It wasn't standing upright like it used to stand. It was leaning and it was withered. I told my mom my plant had died. I still remember her words. Son, it's not dead. All it needs is a little water. She said, it's the secret ingredient for plants. So she got some water and she put on the plant. She said, just give it some time. Well, the next day, I went out to see my plant. And of course, my plant was standing tall and sturdy. It had come alive again. In the same way, saints, God's spirit is our secret ingredient. He makes us alive again. He builds us up. He makes us strong. The breath of God. The word of God, the breath of God. They make us alive. It affords us new life. And the good news today is that we have access to both. We have access to the word of God and we have access to the spirit of God. Access given to us through the cross of Jesus, saints. It was planned that way from the very beginning. We read in chapter one of John, in the beginning was the word and the word was was with God. The word was God. He was the beginning with God. John goes on later to say that the word became flesh and the word dwelt among us. Saints, Jesus is the word. Jesus is our hope. While we were still sinners, dead, dry bones, apart from God, Jesus died so that we may have life, so that we may live again and have life more abundant. He now dwells in us. He in us and us in him. Can those dry bones live again? Can there be hope in the midst of despair? The Lord alone knows, oh, sovereign God, you alone know. I'm really encouraged by verses 11 through 14. 
that they're up there, just follow along with me. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up. Our hope is lost. We are indeed cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. I will bring you into the land of Israel and you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will put my spirit within you and you shall live and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken. I will do it, declares the Lord. God declares that he will open our graves and cause us to come up out of them. He will put his spirit into us and we shall live again. Saints, God's word and God's spirit will raise you from your grave of despair. It will raise you from your grave of difficulty. It will raise you from your grave of hopelessness. Can dry bones live again? Our sovereign God knows. In your dry bone moment, speak the word of God. Call on the name of Jesus. No longer are we a helpless people without access. He's only as near as our breath. Now, when I started this sermon, I shared with you my moment, my season in the Valley of Dry Bones. There I was in a state of utter despair, just simply yearning to laugh again, just yearning to feel something inside again. I couldn't see beyond my present circumstance. All I saw was hopelessness. Oh, but the sovereign Lord. Oh, but God. I'm so thankful for Pivot. I'm thankful for it being a place where dry bones can live again. I'm thankful for the word of God. I'm thankful for the spirit of God. Turning to God's word and calling on God's spirit gives us abundant and everlasting life, saints. Call on him in the name of Jesus. Together we all have been called to live again, to rise up beyond our present circumstance. A vast army united in Christ. Amen. Pray with me, please. Eternal God, we declare you King and Savior. Oh, sovereign Lord, you alone know. You are our hope, our joy, our life. Continue to speak to us through your word. Continue to breathe upon us by your Holy Spirit that we may live again. Thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy. May each dry bone circumstance be brought to life, 
that you may receive all the glory and all the honor, Lord God. We release every circumstance to you right now. As you walk around among them right now, allow us to experience the fullness of your word and of your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.